Welcome to Airtime, a basketball podcast from two sometimes quirky, sometimes intelligent and currently very excited basketball fans. My name is Vikram. Hey guys, this is Nishrat. If you guys are new listeners, you can catch us wherever you get your podcasts, Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, etc. So, Nishrat, just to begin, why are we currently excited? Cuz the NBA is finally back. I cannot wait. July 30th, July 31st, everyone's in the bubble, they're practicing in the bubble and we're good to kick off a very sort of shortened NBA season, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm already excited about all the content that's coming out of the bubble. Uh, you know, people showing us their their rooms, showing us the food they're eating, posting really funny videos. So, any kind of NBA content at this moment that's coming out, it just got me super happy. I agree dude. I saw a video yesterday of Javel McGee uh, going on a slide in Disney World and that just made me happy. I don't know why. I don't even like him that much. <laughs> I mean, I think the other part of this is the fact that it is in Disney World where a lot of the players who are in the NBA is like one of their, you know, dream places to go and they basically have all of it to themselves. And the NBA has also done a lot to, you know, give them enough activities for their downtime. all the facilities are open to them or at least most of them so and and it's basically just for them right which i think will be a lot of fun for a lot of these guys and i think overall the nba has thought a lot about how to set this up i mean they gave like a 100 or something page handbook to each of the teams right yeah it was like a lord of the rings version of uh, nba handbook or maybe like a quarter of a lord of the rings version but yeah it was it was it was big enough for nba for nba players yeah way too way too much reading but uh, we've we've seen a lot of stuff uh, already come out from the bubble there was well not too much excitement about the food that these guys were given uh, it was like essentially like a box meal straight out of an airline and these guys are used to eating just kgs of protein and wheat and veggies i i don't even know what their diet is i'm just assuming but it's 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 not been all positive from the lockdown there have been a lot of guys who've shared like positive messages in terms of hey we understand why this is happening and from what we can understand given the news that's come out of it the nba has actually done a pretty good job at creating this bubble and making sure that um it's it's feasible for these players to live there for a few months at least. Yeah, I mean it's a massive undertaking. I think it would be hard for any organization to have like zero snags or zero hitches. Um yeah, there have been few players have complained. There've been some who've been super excited about it. I think we have a lot of content coming out of completely different viewpoints, uh, viewpoints. So it'll be interesting to see how the, you know, how they go the distance and, you know, if they get annoyed with what's happening or how the entire thing sort of ends up being one thing that's been sort of super interesting is how the teams have been uh, you know assigned to different hotels so what the nba has done is they've actually put teams that are the closest together in standings into sort of three different uh, hotels which i mean is going to lead to a lot of drama right so basically the teams that are fighting for the same positions are also going to see each other every day and are basically living together in short it's the nba version of big boss <laughs> That's true. I think the Western Conference specifically with you know like that that close battle for the 8th spot and four teams kind of vying for it and then also just staying together. I'm not too sure that's going to uh be a good look for the NBA once cuz these guys are like they NBA stars uh, are sort of at the forefront of social social media usage from the point of view of sports people. So everything especially now and they've been like kind of away from the game and away from their friends and then you just release them into 3 months of just living together in Disney World essentially. I'm I can't wait for like the Instagram stories to come out and they already are starting but you know something like um a, a, a Blazers and a Pelicans war for that 8th spot and like 
I don't know. I don't even know who uses Instagram from their team, but like some sort of juicy stories there. It's going to be a lot of fun. I already have my favorite pick of the litter. It's Patrick Beverly. Again, he's content king for me. And then, you know, like there was this whole flurry of bad meals, good meals, this, that. Oh, what a drain. Two day lockdown. And Pat Bev is just super zen, super chilled out in his room. And he's like, he's like, bubble what you make it, baby. Bubbles what you make it. And then he has like, you know, sage and candles burning and stuff. I love that guy, dude. I can't wait for more from him. I mean, I think what would be super exciting if there was like a vote off, like most of these other re- reality TV shows have, they decide to kick some guy who's being super annoying in the bubble out. <laughs> but but so far, the NBA has been pretty, uh, pretty open to players coming in late or even if they have to leave for emergencies, letting them go out. So they're not completely stuck in there. Mm-hmm. What they've put in as sort of the negative side of having to leave the bubble is A, obviously you don't get paid for the games or the days that they're not there, which makes sense. And second is you have to take a deep nasal swab instead of the regular test. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I don't know what that means, but apparently this is a very scary thing to be done is to get a deep <laughs> nasal swab. Don't go out. Are we going to deep <laughs> nasal swab you? Okay. I mean, that does sound scary. Just the regular nasal swab for the coronavirus test just sounds scary because they literally everyone who's described it literally says that they shove a stick up your nose and it literally goes to your brain so wow i don't even know what a deep nasal swab is gonna like is it gonna come out of your eye i don't even know <laughs> no idea so yeah that's essentially what we have there's there's news of uh, there has been news of uh, players who've already backed out uh i saw uh, we, we know that bradley beal backed out he said he won't be playing but then yesterday I read some report about him reconsidering. So uh, honestly, we won't even know what the clear picture is um, before July 31st. It's 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 July 31st. It's going to kick off. People are going to play. And that's when we're going to be clear that, OK, this guy's playing and this guy's not. Yeah, I think it was also interesting because, you know, teams have had to already fill holes. Uh, Avery Bradley, as we already knew, wasn't playing. So the Lakers went and got J.R. Smith, which is going to be entertaining. First of all, I don't understand why LeBron loves J.R. Smith so much. But he just does. Like, J.R. Smith basically tries to follow him around wherever he goes. Uh, but, and now he's on the Lakers as well. I think he would be able to help them, but it'll be entertaining. And a few other teams have tried to fill the gaps because of players who, are, you know, who aren't being able to make it to the bubble. Yeah, I mean, like, we know the Nets are completely decimated. And uh, I think news just came out a few days ago before we recorded this. It was uh, Russell Westbrook tested positive. So he was going to be a week late to get to that bubble as well. Uh, Bradley Beal and Bertans from Wizards aren't playing and it's it's still up in the air in terms of that there's some possibility that there might be a few more players who back out but for the most part like a lot of teams are already there all all teams are already there and almost all players are already there so I think it's shaping up and it's actually looking like we're gonna have some basketball yeah finally (laughs) I know man I can't wait so in honor of this super unusual season restarting not even starting but restarting what Nishrit and I are going to be doing is we have constructed what we call the airtime bracket now we're going to be competing against each other and kind of playing like this March Madness bracket style play for who we think is going to finish in the playoffs up until the finals uh, who we think is going to win the finals at, at the end of it so uh, we actually want you guys to come play with us as well. And we'll have more details in the upcoming episodes in terms of how you guys can join us and play against us and against each other and figure out who the ultimate NBA fantasy champion is. But to start that off, what Nishit and I are going to be doing today is we're going to be predicting our top eight seeds from that extremely packed Western Conference lineup. So uh, just to recap, the NBA has called 22 teams to the bubble. 
13 of them are from the Western Conference. And they have eight regular seasons uh, or eight rounds of regular season fixtures to be played before which we dive into our playoffs. And those eight regular fixtures are going to decide who's going to take that final eighth spot in the Western Conference seedings. And there are a lot of good, good teams trying to buy out for it. So what Nishrata and I are going to be doing this episode is we're going to break down who we think are going to finish top eight in the Western Conference seedings. That is going to get plugged into our bracket. And next episode, we're going to be talking about our Eastern Conference. And then we start breaking down our brackets from then on. So Nishrat, you want to kick this off? Yeah, I mean, I think since most of us missed March Madness as well, uh, and the NBA has been kind enough to help us with setting up a system and a bracket which allows us to inject a little bit of that into the regular NBA season as well, we figured why not go the bracket route as well. And I'm super excited with you know what we come up with. So looking at the Western Conference, um, like you said, it's super packed. I think this this new sort of way of when they've called 22 teams shows us the big disparity between the Western and the Eastern Conference. Because yep. the Western Conference has 13 teams, Eastern Conference just has nine teams. So, I mean, I think it's it's not it's never been more apparent on the power that resides in the West. Yeah, and they, they basically pick these teams' bases of win-loss records, right? Exactly. So any team that's called has to at least have statistically a chance of making it to uh, the NBA playoffs. Right. So what that also tells us is that on the Eastern Conference, teams below the ninth seed statistically have a close to zero chance of making it, which is why they haven't been called out. While at the West, you've got at least another five teams that still have a, have a, have a chance of making it through. And most of these teams are really close together as well. Uh, so, the, so the chances are pretty close. And I think what kind of enables this uh, competition from teams that are beyond the eighth seed is also this new playing style tournament that they've uh, instilled for that eighth seed spot, right? Exactly. So if the idea is that if it, if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed, they go into a playing style tournament where it's two games where the ninth seed has to win both games to get through, while the eight just has to win one of the two, uh, and, and and they and they keep their seed, which I think is going to make it super exciting right before the playoffs, uh, and also going to and especially in the West where you have sort of you know you've got the Pelicans, you've got the Trailblazers. Um, you know, you got these guys with very similar records, and they're not that far behind Memphis. It's going to be super exciting to see who makes it in there. So, just before we kick off, let's just run through the uh, Western Conference seeding as it looks. So, we have Lakers, obviously number one, uh, excellent, excellent record. We have Clippers in second, Nuggets in third, the Utah Jazz in fourth, OKC Thunder in fifth, Houston Rockets in sixth, super surprising, um, Dallas Mavs in seventh, and Grizzlies in the eighth. And we have Portland in 9, Pelicans in 10, Kings in 11, Spurs at 12, and Phoenix Suns at 13. So all of these teams from from Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Kings, Spurs, Suns can technically finish in that 8th seed, which I think is going to be very, very exciting. And they'll all pretty much be living together, which will make it even more exciting. (laughs) That's true. That's true. All right, Nishad. So what do you have? What do you have for us? What's your Western Conference seeding looking like? So, first seed, no surprise there. I have the Lakers making it through to the first seed. I mean, they don't have Avery Bradley, but they've got GR Smith in. Also, I don't think that's the, it'll make a big effect. Rajan Rondo just got injured. I'm sorry to cut you off there, but that just came in. Rajan Rondo just injured his hand, so he's going to be out for about six to eight weeks. So, he's not playing, which also, yeah, it does harm them. But again, I don't think... LeBron's going to be LeBron, PG. Nothing, no problem there. Exactly, LeBron's going to be exactly. point guard, yeah. Exactly. And LeBron's point guard anyway, right? He's leading the he's leading the league in assists. Yeah. And he'd probably yeah. be one of the biggest guys apart from Magic Johnson who lead the league in assists. 
but um and you know you know he's got he's got his style down for it as well he's got that beard growing he's got a little bit gray at the edge he's playing yeah. the old man cards that you know if he wins the nba championship he can come back and be like i was so old that i still beat all you asses <laughs> so and, I, and i'm sure he's looking forward to that so the lakers i don't think we see much of a surprise there uh, i think they might end up starting a bit slow just to give you know just to uh, give everybody a good chance to get into the flow of things yeah. but they'd have to really screw up to fall off that first seat so i i don't see much uh I don't see much changing up there. Yeah, for my second seed, I've got the LA Clippers, and there is. But I think the LA Clippers, the opposite between them and the Lakers, is going to be that I feel the Clippers have a point to prove. Right, they were looking super strong going into the break, and I feel that both uh, that both Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is going to come up trying trying to come out uh, raring that the you know injury issues are out, all their load management that they were doing throughout the season. I mean, the break basically took care of all of that. So I think the Clippers are going to try to come and, and you know and play strong and and show their dominance before the playoffs start and really get uh, Kawhi Leonard and PG uh, into the into their groove. We know they've got the strongest bench uh, this this uh, this season. The bench has scored I think over fifty points per game and they're only second to the way the Clippers did last season where their bench went insane. But uh, I think they're a very strong team and they'll they'll keep their second spot. What do you think, Vikram? I think so too, man. I'm a big fan of Clippers. I I actually really would want them to win the NBA. I love Leonard and I think that team has amazing depth. So depth is something that's going to really come in handy especially right now because I actually feel the first few games that all these teams play are going to be at a fitness level of like a pre-season game because they haven't really played and uh, having like less than a month of practicing together is doesn't really cut it to kick off an NBA season. They they have like pre-season tours and like this and that and that's when the NBA season starts. So just to like shoot just like throw them into an NBA season f- where a lot of these games actually count for some of these teams. I think the fitness levels is going to be pretty low. So uh I agree with you on the Lakers bit. I think they're going to take these games to sort of make sure that they they are in some sort of a playoff rhythm by the time their eight games uh, um end up. And with the Clippers, I think it's going to be a lot of like trying to throw as many guys into the rotation as possible so that a they have something going from an offensive tactical standpoint and by the time the playoffs comes they're ready to go as well so i don't think they're going to be chasing that first seed that much it doesn't really matter to them it's more about getting the balance right getting the fitness levels to an elite level which is expected from the superstars and also i don't know why you lied you don't care about uh, kawhi leonard you don't care about pg you only want the clippers to win cuz they got pat bev <laughs> no, dude, no. Bad Bev is like Bad Bev is the like the cherry on top when it comes to the Clippers team. I, it's mostly like Kawhi and PG, but also everything like with that team. I mean, I love Doc Rivers and stuff as well. So I, I just hope that these guys can do it. But that's a side note, and I don't want to reveal anything for the future. <laughs> <laughs> all right then. Um all right, so looking at the third seed, um yeah, not many surprises there either. I've got Denver Nuggets sticking on to that third seed. Jokic has lost a lot of weight. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm so curious. I mean, we're not sure if that's actually going to help him, if that's going to be worse for him. Uh if he starts jumping, I'm going to lose my shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically that's what's supposed to happen, right? So yeah, I mean it, it, he could like that's why the Denver Nuggets are going to be super intriguing. I think they're a good team in any case, but Jokic, uh you know, if he gets you know, if he's obviously more athletic, if he can do a lot more, run down the floor more, it'll be really interesting to see what he comes up with. But overall, again, I don't think much of a jump there because they've got a decent uh, lead over the teams below them. And again, even if they get a you know, a basic standard season, that eight game season of 4 and 4, they'd still be able to keep up that third seed. Yeah, imagine if Jokic instead of like jumping more just becomes like more explosive 
imagine how scary that'll be for teams because he's anyways just silky smooth he has like he's three steps ahead of you anyway but now if he's physically three steps ahead of you as well i mean it's kind of an unstoppable equation <laughs> yeah but maybe that he'll get confused because his, his his body will actually do what he wants it to and he'll be like i don't know what to do <laughs> i'm not used to this <laughs> all right that's a possibility too again going back to it super curious to see what that pans out like yeah and then uh fourth seed is where i've got i've got a bit, a bit of a jump up i've got the houston rockets actually mm. jumping up and taking the fourth seed that mm. gets a bit of a blow because russell westbrook you know got covid is coming late i'm still hoping that he recovers in time but really the reason i'm saying that is because there's been a big uh, there's been a big break and i don't think anybody wants to play a team where you've got westbrook and harden just running at you inside because right. you're going to be slow and you know they're going to take advantage of that the second thing that i think will be interesting uh, and that's just an assumption on my part is because yes everybody's in the bubble everybody's safe but given everything that's going around i just feel in the inside people might be a little bit more hesitant to be all hands on uh, which again helps a, a small ball team like the rockets and, oh, and, and apart from that i'm just really excited to see how far small ball goes right uh, so i'm going to i'm going to give them a bit of the edge right now and i'm going to think they'll jump up you know do something like a 6 and 2 record come out out of the gate trying to prove something and 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 scoop up that fourth seed i can totally see it happening cuz it's not like they're too far behind the jazz who are in the fourth seed they're only a game behind the jazz they're tied uh, their their record's tied with the thunder so i mean yeah it's completely possible for them to jump two spots and then on the fifth seed uh, is where i've got the utah jazz coming in um The Jazz is also going to be interesting to see how they actually start off. We've obviously heard a lot of news about, you know, grumbling the things that are going on. Uh Bogdanovic is injured, he's not going to be playing. I think that's a big blow. Uh we've got, you know, the 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 sort of what was the so-called feud between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, you know, whether the team can play together because Gobert was basically the sounding bell of the entire COVID situation. He was patient zero, yeah. Yeah, he was patient zero. So, I mean, I'm sure there's still a bit of, uh, you know, this, there, there, there might be a grudge or there's some annoyance against him going on. Yeah, so, you think so? Well, that maybe. I mean, we know initially Donovan Mitchell was annoyed. Maybe they've gotten over that. Maybe they haven't. Yeah, it's like that was like three and a half months ago, man. I think that's like beyond them. I don't think uh, if if it is honestly, then it's something that's probably irreparable because it might have started from COVID, led to something, led to something, led to something, and then like now it's just beyond whatever it is. but if it's only covid and that that's that little sort of incident that happened and then the irritation that mitchell faced i'm pretty sure they're over that i don't think he's annoyed about the fact that it was covid i think he's more annoyed about the fact that how uh, how rudy gobert just went and touched all the mics yeah yeah <laughs> i He mean was... i would be annoyed about that too yeah but for how long anyway yeah <laughs> yeah that's true so that's you have true. you have rockets in fourth and then you have jazz who sort of step down to five i've got jazz in five exactly Um and then uh what I've got on the 6th seed is the Oklahoma City Thunder. This was you know I was hoping to like maybe be able to see if Dallas could push past them, but I think that'll be uh that'll be sort of tough. I think I think it'll be a toss up between uh the Mavericks and the Thunder. I think the Thunder have done a great job throughout the season. Uh you know Chris Paul has been great and and the break helps him, right? He's not as young as he used to be. The break obviously gets him geared up ready to push as as hard as he can. but in terms apart from that their team is not super experienced shy gilgus alexander great season but i don't know how he'll be able to do in this new setting so i actually see them faltering a bit uh, maybe you know and and they're not got the easiest schedule either uh, maybe going 3 and 5 or something like that but i think they might still be able to hold the edge and finish up on that 6 seed 
what I wanted to see, though, or what I would love to see, even though I'm not putting that into my bracket since, you know, I, I want to win, uh, is the Dallas Mavericks, uh, right? I think they've got a lot to prove. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries throughout the season. They're starting, they're starting five and their entire starting lineup is going to be playing together after a long time. Porzingis is going to be back. It'll be great to see Doncic and Porzingis playing. Uh, together what we've been looking forward to seeing them do throughout the season uh, and I just think Doncic is a great player and this is sort of you know with all the stuff that's happened I think it's a great platform for him to show him uh, sh- you know show off so I would love to see the Mavericks surprise us all and just win like a bunch of games and try to jump up past the Thunder although I'm still putting my word that the Thunder hold it down because of you know Paul's veteran savvy and, and just looking at the way they played throughout the season all right makes sense um, and then finally, this is the most exciting part. This is the eighth seed. So I'm going to go a bit with my heart. Uh, I think I'm going to put the New Orleans Pelicans taking it through. I think there's going to be a playing tournament. And I'm going to go one step further. I'm going to say it's going to be a playing tournament between the Pelicans and the Trailblazers. And okay. the Pelicans win that match against the Trail, uh, win both games against the Trailblazers and go through. So there are, it's not completely out of the, out of the blue. I mean, the Pelicans have one of the, one of, if not the easiest schedule in the NBA. Right. And most of the teams below them, they've actually won. So the record against their team below them are all winning records. They actually haven't lost even a single game to the teams that are below them, which obviously sort of goes to their favor. And, you know, with, uh, with the way they've been looking, with the way they've been, with the way they've been playing, I, I just feel that they'll be able to make it through and, you know, snatch that eight season. I think it'll be a great story for that to happen as well. For sure, dude. And I've been watching these practice videos that have been popping up on YouTube and Instagram and stuff. And Zion Williamson looks like a tank. Can't wait to watch that guy play. Yeah, I mean, his in any case, his plus minus since he came on the team has been insane. And he's gotten the time where he said, he basically said that during the break, he went back to basics, went to see how else he could improve himself. And I think it will be great to see what he comes up with. Yeah, I think, I think that's pretty cool. So you have the Grizzlies essentially slipping to the 10th seed and you have you have the spur you have trail bases finishing eighth or you have the pelicans finishing eighth i have the pelicans finishing eighth and the trail bases finishing ninth so I'm, I'm going with the play on tournament where i think if there is a play on tournament between the pelicans and the trailblazers the pelicans will still have the upper hand since they won the season series so i think the pelicans would just have to win one of the two and how how and how does the play and play in tournament work so if if i if i finished eighth if if a team finishes Within four games of the eighth seed, then they're entitled to play a play-in tournament, correct? Exactly. If the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed, then they're entitled to play a play-in tournament. But the eighth seed uh, only has to win one of two games, while the ninth seed has to win both. So in your projection, where you have Pelicans finishing eighth, they technically only need to win one game against the Blazers who finish ninth, correct? Exactly. They can definitely take a one-off game against the Blazers, for sure. Yeah, I agree. And also because the Pelicans hold the season series, even if there's a there's a tie in terms of game one, which is where they're at right now, the Pelicans will still be the eighth seed. All right. All right. So just to recap, you have the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, Mavs, and finally the Pelicans. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. All right. This is interesting. It is interesting. I remember we did this um, a while ago as well, just to just to see if we could, f- if, if it was feasible to do the airtime bracket. And we actually did this blind when the, sh- the schedules hadn't come out. And uh, I think it was pretty similar. All right. So mine's not too much different from yours. Um, obviously, Lakers at first, Clippers at second. I have uh, the Nuggets at third. I think, uh, I just think that 
the 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 Murray and Jokic sort of teamwork team dynamic it actually works and they're a good basketball unit so i have them at 3 um i have the rockets again overcoming the jazz and the thunder um i have the mavs at 7 now this eighth the the eighth seed is pretty interesting so just to just to round off uh, all the points that you had now a few points in favor of the blazers um well what can i say here hmm, uh, it's called dame time and you know when <laughs> dame time comes in that like nothing matters especially in when it comes to playoffs um the thing is that he threw a big fit by the way uh, damian lillard that uh, he said that whenever whenever the nba and the nb players association and all they were trying to come up with what the right situation and the right fit for this is going to be he essentially came out and said he's like listen if my team's not going to be competitive and we're not going to have a realistic chance of playing the playoffs i'm not coming because of which i think like that had a big thing to do with uh, 13 teams from the west and stuff like that so that that shows you like he's serious secondly nurkic and collins are going to be back um collins not being there uh especially a big part of the season was a big reason these guys signed white side because they were missing that big man and collins was actually doing a phenomenal job so it, it, it i think that helps their case as well and um I don't know. I think you know, like if we if we get down to the math of it, then the NBA, like if if two teams finish on the same record, for example, the NBA is going to take winning percentage as uh, the one that pushes one over the other. So, just uh, Blazers having played, I think one or two games more than everyone below them helps them in this situation as well. Uh, what I do definitely agree with is that may, the Grizzlies are not going to be part of this picture because uh, I think they've been punching above their weight. Jamarant and crew have had a stellar stellar season but I don't think they're going to be able to cope with the manicness that comes with Dame time and Zion and playoffs and also not to discount Kings Spurs and Suns who are also technically in the mix as well. So my my pick is actually a coin toss between the Blazers and the Pelicans. Just the fact that you've chosen Pelicans I makes me want to go with Blazers so that we have some sort of uh, differentiation with the brackets as well. So I'm just going to lock in Blazers for my 8th seed. Come whatever tiebreaker ups and downs or whatever. The final <laughs> the final seeding 8th seed I think is going to go to the Blazers. I mean I agree with you that was it was hard for me to decide as well and I no, mean I, I the see, point I about I see a good case for Pelicans honestly. I do see a good case. And the point for Dame time is very valid. That's a very good <laughs> argument. Um and you know for all we know he just comes in and decides to like average 78 thousand points per game. Yeah. <laughs> so just, just shooting threes from half court. That's all he's doing. Yeah, so we're going to I mean it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But as you round out this 8th seed and this bracket Vikram, I just have one question for you. Mhm. What time is it? Game time. Let's go. Yeah, so I I, I'm we'll so excited. I'm still excited. I don't think I'm yeah. going to be stopped. I, I can't even talk anymore. So yeah, that wraps up our eight seats for the Western Conference. Uh, we'll have we'll have this up in our show notes for you guys to check out as well. And in the next episode, we're going to have more details about how you guys can join our bracket play, the airtime bracket, and play with us, play against us, play against each other, and we'll see who wins. That wraps up this episode of Airtime, the basketball podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed. Again, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts: Google, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Castbox, etc. And we're going to catch you guys in the next episode where we're going to break down our Eastern Conference standings. Bye bye. See ya.